and a one, two, one, two, three, four. Where's your chords? Play me the chords. Dude, I know it's I, a guitar. I tried to tune the mandolin. <laughs> Play Listen, guys, the I'm sorry I haven't had the banjo out. I moved. Now I came back into the studio, and these all of these instruments are out of key. Do it. Uh, I don't care. You don't care? I this don't is, care. Cover your ears, darling. Ugh. Love it. All right, now we're now we're <laughs> off. I can't talk. <laughs> I can't okay, cast. That's why I didn't want to do it. Uh, but anyway, welcome back to the Corridor Cast. Today we've got a select crew here amongst amongst us. Yes. Men among boys, I would say. We've got we've got Nico. Nico, say hi. Hi. We've got Sam. Sam, say hi. Hi. And we've got Wes. Wes, say hi. Say hi. <laughs> um wow nice one, Wes. and uh <laughs> so we we've we're gathered here today for another episode and uh we thought uh you know there's been a lot going on the last uh few weeks um but instead of talking about necessarily just the the distinct points of what's happened because you've all you all know what's going on i don't need to preface it um i'd like to talk spend today talking about uh what where do we go from here you know how do we what do we yeah, we all As, know what's happening on the outside, but we have to figure out what's happening, happening on the inside. On the inside. And, and also, but also, like, how does this play into our role as creators? Yeah. You know? uh, because, you know, you can talk about, oh, well, they should do this or they should do that and this this, this ambiguous they. Yeah. But, I, you know, let's... Well, let's yes, I mean, everybody knows, you know, that we have a platform with viewers and it's generally a thing someone's watching this right now? <laughs> oh my well, god there's a big social movement to uh you know there's i'm not going to say uh, yeah there's a pressure to do something um you guys feel pressured well regardless of how we feel like there mm-hmm. is that pressure i mean mm-hmm. even if you want to do something it doesn't mean that the pressure doesn't exist to do something either mm-hmm. i i feel the pressure mostly just because i feel like there's i mean i can't escape it everything i see right now is people basically saying the whole like if you're not saying something you're Silence evil is violent. basically yeah. Yeah. and it's kind of like like what but what do you say what am i like do i just retweet the same hashtag is that like the am i good now like and i yeah. that's what, i've been really hesitant to dive deep into it because personally I, I mean our whole youtube career like everything we're trying to do here is like we, we don't try and yeah you know there's the bottle flip challenge. There's this team trees thing. It's like, we, we, you know, like I, I think some of these things are cool. These movements are sweet. And, but it's it, it, in a weird way, the way social media kind of takes these ideas and twists them. They no longer feel value, like they're like yeah. the genuine. Yeah. It's, right. It doesn't feel like it's a genuine yeah. thing to do or say. It's, it's just the like, activity of the week. It's yeah. The, it's like, exactly. it, it becomes a trend. I, yeah. yeah. Clicking a retweet button doesn't like really. You yeah. know, I, it's weird. It's complicated. So no, I feel you. On That's that. why we're here. Yeah, yeah, I feel you on that. I think, um, I think there is, you know, three groups of people. Kind of like there's the people that are like, you know, serious about this movement. There's the people that are just hopping on for a trend for the time, hoping it passes over. And there's some people that really are against this. And I think if you lay in the middle, um, you, it's important to be empathetic. You know, like, all right, this thing makes me feel awkward. All right, you know, let's address why it makes you feel awkward. Okay, what are these people actually saying? You know, so like, you know, being empathetic is like one of the biggest steps. And, you know, not being afraid to ask questions, I think, um, is, is, is a big thing. 
So um, I can understand where you're coming from. We're just kind of like a simple retweet. Is that enough? And I don't think, you know, one, the retweet is not natural for you. And it, you know, a retweet is almost kind of disingenuous to the, the whole movement in general. You know, it's like, like, how do you feel about it? Like, be honest about how you feel. I think that's okay. You know, and be open to have those, like we said in the video, those views challenged. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I think it also comes with like a tremendous amount of research, like just the movement in general. Um, I think the bottom line is equality, but the Black Lives Matter, you know, hashtag or movement, whichever one you're going with, because I feel like there's there may be two different agendas going, but I feel like with acknowledging black people are upset or feel um, as if they have been um, just segregated and, and targeted is is important because it doesn't like this movement starts with them and then it goes on to other races so like um, I think it's important to support it be with it and uh, understand like this is this movement right here is not going to change anything tomorrow or the next day. This is a movement that changes things 10, 20, 30 years from now, you know, for you guys' kids, you know, to be in an environment that is, like, just an equal playing field for everyone where we don't, we genuinely don't see color, we see the human race, mm-hmm. you know? So this is the trans movement, this is the gay movement, this is black people, Asian, this is everyone's movement, but right now it's specifically focused on black people because we're you know pretty much That's set up on a system the forefront right yeah now. yeah i mean yeah dude it's it's crazy you know like it's made me just kind of take a step back and i'm learning so much about my own culture that i didn't even know you know it's good you know other yeah. facet of it too that like you have the racial facet of it but then you also have the police and government accountability mm-hmm. facet which is frankly another thing that i, I kind of wish it would still stand the spotlight a little bit more this whole sense of like i'm 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 proud to pc people demanding that the government be held accountable mm-hmm. and that they answer to the people that it's supposed to serve yeah uh like it's it's i'm really happy to see that with people saying like these are the rules you guys have passed why the fuck aren't you guys enforcing these rules yeah. you know it's like you now you see like the the da of la like uh you know uh, putting assault charges on a cop who like you know assaulted like some, yeah. a homeless guy and it's like you know, oh, now you're getting to it. Now you have to do yeah. your job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, and like, it's such a small token gesture, but like, yeah. you know, it's, I'm glad to see people waking up to that and realizing like that the government is supposed to serve the community. The government's not supposed to serve profit interests. The government's not supposed to serve money. Mm-hmm. We have all our businesses for that. We have the whole free market side of America for that. Like the government serves the people and it should be held it's accountable. It's beholden to the people. It's mm-hmm. beholden to the people. And, I mean, there's people that work hard in the government. There's a lot of people that go into the government for an easy job yeah. and an easy paycheck. So one thing that um, has been tough for me, I guess, to recognize throughout all of this mm-hmm. is, um, you know, there's a lot of different uh, philosophies that go into how uh, next steps should be taken. And I want to make sure that as an individual – like this if i'm gonna say hey i support this or that that i'm 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 supporting something that i feel like is genuinely going to help um and 
I, what one of my biggest concerns is that all of this is going to just lead to government mandates, um, like heavy-handed sort of like bludgeoning tool type policy that's yeah, just like bang, 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 bang. The same people that put us in this position yeah. to begin with. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and yeah. that's my concern is like, is now, you know, you've got, you've got people paying attention. You've got now people ready and willing to do things to, 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 to take progress and take steps forward. But I'm concerned that it, the next steps are going to be like, okay, like, you know, we're going to, it's, it's like mandating the minimum wage, you know, but on a, like a way, a way larger scale, way larger scale, mm -hmm. you know, and the, the idea, obviously the complaint that you always hear behind, you can't mandate the minimum wage is that, you know, there's a certain, uh, like you can't just come in and say, well, this is how much this is worth. And you can't just also come in and say, well, business, you need to, you need to do this. You need to. And that's my concern mm -hmm. is like that. It's, it's not going to actually happen in a, in a fundamental way. It's they're going to try to make it happen from a way that's top down rather than focusing on like, the actual uplifting of like d disenfranchised communities. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know? yeah. that's, and that's <clears throat> my, my thing too on it, which I, I haven't really spoken too much about it or posted much or like, because like, you know, I don't know the, the answers. Cause I feel like right now the way I see most of the discussion going seems really one dimensional when I kind of feel like it's, you know, 10 dimensional at this yeah. point where it's like, you have two factors here. There's like the, the, the racial injustice side of things. And then you have the police side of things. Mm -hmm. And then the third part of things is the concept of, you know, being in this pandemic and quarantine and all yeah. this stuff that's, you know, people staying in home and losing jobs and blah, blah, blah. And all that stuff being like a big wave that just pushes it forward. So everything is kind of being amplified because of that. You know, it's like in a funny way, you know, these are the kind of the this is the, the rights we're seeing right now are kind of the riots people were predicting when they started lockdowns and like mm -hmm. were imagining oh it's the end of the world people are losing their jobs the government's shutting everything down people are going to go nuts because of that and it's like yep they did you yeah. know they did <laughs> yeah and so that being said like it wasn't necessarily that specific reason why things went crazy but it's it's that way factor it's the way that that kind of helps lift it all up and so you know and then back to the racial injustice thing it's like it's not just about law enforcement here in my opinion it's not just about like the way people are treated when they are either like apprehended or con confronted by police but it's the whole situation of how they get there in the first place with you know the idea of like inequality with um like the economic outcomes for people of different races and things like that you know like how 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 level is the playing field so to it's, speak it, the playing field has been you know set against black people from the very beginning yeah you know what i mean and that's you know like this this system you know unfortunately it's you know we've abolished slavery in like what 1865 mm -hmm. and but reintroduced it in the prison system and then you have the government and the presidents that signed these bills, you know, this this prison reform bill that pretty much through blanketed, you know, different documents. Isn't that the, the 94 crime bill is the one that spiked the prison population? It actually yeah. spiked in with Reagan. Okay. And then... I don't know the, the specifics, yeah. so to speak, but I'm, I, I'm just trying to... It's just, been, it's just been an upward spike from, from the 80s on, or 
probably from the 60s. Did you see the John Oliver episode that he did mm-hmm. last week? It was it was uh, it was a really good synopsis of like how we got here, mm-hmm. at least with respect to the police and and this whole thing. And yeah. I would really recommend people. We'll put yeah. a link in the description. I'd really I would. recommend people watch it because. Um, I mean, for example, you mm-hmm. know, you want to talk about that that uh, institutionalized stuff, and you know, for for a long time, I wasn't necessarily a believer. Me of, neither. Of that, and yeah. I wasn't necessarily a believer of like, well, you know, it's been it's been a hundred and sixty years since slavery, you know, um, which honestly isn't that long, mm-hmm. but also at the same time is a long time, uh, and but at the same time, you know, the the house that my parents bought um in uh in in stillwater minnesota um when uh when i went off to college um there was still a covenant in there uh that no one bothered to to remove because obviously everyone was it was a scoff law you Mm -hmm. know it was a scoff covenant no one took it seriously but it was the the covenant was uh in that section of sorry is that what scoff law means yeah, scoff law means oh. that it's so ridiculous to <laughs> stop at it. Wait, uh, wait yeah. hold on, back, back off. Like that? <laughs> Explain. Just connected. I'm, I'm hearing words that, that I don't understand the full meanings of. A scoff covenant. Are we talking about it like a, a religious? No, no, no. Place no sorry, <laughs> that's like lawyer speak. Um, so a, a a scoff law is a term for a law that is written down on a book, as in some legislative body decided to pass it or some governing body of some kind decided to pass it okay but because it's so ridiculous sure. people read it and they go so, so then what's the covenant aspect of the this? covenant is just another word for a a, a clause or okay, a, wait, an and, agreement oh so so during the time the house was built is that what the reason getting? why covenant uh, just real quick tangent the reason why covenant has become syno- synonymous with like old religion is because the contract between god and the people okay. of, of abraham is it was a contract god said i'll do this you do that they called it a covenant mm, but it gotcha. actually covenant actually means agreement all right so back up a st- step then so so the house back to the house yeah this house was part of a school the school was torn down in 1941 mm-hmm. in 1941 they wrote an agreement for all the property owners and one of the one of the lines in the property was only white people huh you couldn't sell the property to anybody of color mm-hmm. um and i i scoffed at it when i read it because i was like that's still on there like (laughs) you know obviously like it was something that no one followed or even considered to even look at it was like deep within the the language of this but um you know perhaps a good metaphor for uh for some of this stuff it's it's deep within the language people have some you know we've forgotten about it a little bit but at the same time sometimes here and there if you think it's all the way gone it's still on the covenant it's still there yeah right exactly (laughs) yeah a house that i inherited that i then sold yeah yeah Wow. Yeah. So wow. that I mean, like that's 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 one of my biggest things, you know, like with this whole situation, there's so many different like laws and, you know, just kind of redirections hidden within these contracts. And unfortunately, you know, it's set up against people of color. Like, yeah. you know, our whole history has, you know, when we when we go to school, we learn history, we learn about American history. And then you gloss over one month of black history. You gloss over that shit. But in reality, black history is American history. Exactly, yeah. That's what you I was, know? Yeah. So, like, I don't understand, you know, and a lot of people, you know, a lot of black people don't under don't know their history. It would be amazing to know about our history. And that's one of the things that this has kind of sparked inside me to find out more about my history. I'm like, what? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know 
a lot of this stuff. That's you so know? important. And, and that, that, that I'm so glad to hear that because that's like, honestly, but you think about it from, and you think back hundreds of years and you think about the fact that there was this slave trade and that this, this, this act of trading people ripped people from their homes and raped them of their culture literally and then brought in that and then it's like you know you you can you put that up against the other races who did not have that happening and that idea of like passing on generational knowledge passing on generational wealth you all of a sudden took it and you you completely removed it from the scenario and then you didn't allow it to be brought forth yeah for for hundreds, hundreds of years, years. 400 years and that's we're only at that point now we're only it's, at that point now where it's like yes d- like there's you know. yeah there's a there's a spark that's waking up in in people which is is great you know and and i love it and i feel like that's the empathetic part about it it's just kind of like all right this is what our ancestors did there's you know the white side and this is what this is what our ancestors went through there's the black side and out of that you know through that oppression Black people inherently created culture, their right. own culture yeah. from nothing, from, from oppression, from being held back, from not being able to read, learn how to write, you know, participate. You know, we have some of the best inventions today that was created by black people, but they couldn't patent it because they weren't allowed. Right. So you think they about the cell phone, the elevator, you know, like yeah. it's, it's insane. And, um, you know, that's what makes me so passionate about, you know, where we're at now what we're doing now and how we can contribute to I think I think the best way to, to do things is to educate people like that's something that you can take away from nobody your education and if we share that education that is how we you know progress forward you know that is how we help that next generation you know the thing that lets so, us step away from DNA is the one way to pass information from one generation to the next yeah we're like the only species that can pass on knowledge from one yeah. generation to the next and evolve differently so let's talk about this let's talk about this idea of mm-hmm. like passing on this 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 knowledge and uh, you know there's always this phrase that often gets attributed to um, I guess uh, how do I say this um, you know often to like conservative whites who are like saying well you know the world's free now no one's a slave now go and do something Mm -hmm. you know and so let's remove a little bit of the like negative context and the ignorant context that comes with that statement Mm -hmm. but let's talk about like well with with the way that the world is currently like what are some things that everybody can focus on uh for this sort of knowledge and success to be passed on and to be learned and to you know like it's kind of hard to say what everyone should focus on because you know we're all on our own individual journey that's true but but i guess yeah i don't know like that's that's the thing that i'm always looking for within this is like um you know like what can I do? You well, know? you have legislative skills. You know, you're a lawyer. You, you know what I mean? Like, they're, I think, passing on, like, how people can approach this, you know, in a legal way without, you know, without being, doing the negative things. Like, I feel like I'm powerless in terms of, like, hey, going up to the government and be like, hey, listen, on page 10 of this document, this happened. You know, I don't, that's not my field. Um, but there is someone out there that is their field that 
maybe it'll spark something in them to be like, all right, guys, we need to come together. We both, we all have law degrees. This is how we need to attack the legislation in this state or approach the mayor in this state. Um, I think for myself, it'll be research, passing on knowledge, you know, like that's genuinely what I can do, but I want to pass it on in a cool way. I don't want to be so, you know, like sometimes when adults speak to you, it's hard to listen. Like I've heard my whole life, you know, just about black history and it's like, oh, cool. Yeah. You know, like it's, but it's been glossed over. Martin Luther King changed everything and everything's great now. That's what I thought. <laughs> you know, that's that's honestly, I walked through life. He did thinking a lot. That. He did do a yeah. lot. He did do a lot. But then there was, you know, Malcolm X who had opposing, you know, uh, arguments with him, yeah. you know, and uh, just understanding, you know, just the depths of these two men and what they went through and who they're, you know, what they're representing is, is huge. But, you know, there was not just them, there was a whole other movement behind them in, in different areas. And, you know, the only way we were able to get things out there was by passing on information to television. They were televising these things and video recording it. That's how that was getting out there. Now that we have these cell phones, it's just like a big spotlight on brutality in general. You know, like, you know, the prison reforms like that were signed uh, back in the 80s were specifically to target the underprivileged and black neighborhoods. They literally section off areas to funnel money, you know, to fund schools here and not fund areas over here, you know? So we get the shitty books, we get the teachers that don't care. We, you know, we get the low paying jobs. So it's it's a system that's set up for failure. And now if you rise out of that failure, great. Why would someone want to do that? Slavery, like you know, what I mean, like this is this wait, is just wait, this is just passed down. Question, though, like, like, where where did you go to school? Where 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 was your childhood spent? My childhood was spent in Japan. I grew up. Oh yeah, the I, military yeah. base and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. And so that, you again, got to dodge that, thankfully. I, not or, really. Not, not really? really. I feel like you know, I grew up in a melting pot of of students, which was just a a bunch of different cultures, and you'd have you know different race relations, but. I guess I guess in a way I did I was able to dodge like any of like the poverty stricken areas because we were sheltered on a military base. Yeah. But on this military base, we learned American history. And the greatest people were, you know, George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, Christopher Columbus, the Nina Pinta and Santa Maria. But no black people. I didn't know about George Washington Carver. I, I mean I heard about him, but it wasn't a big thing. Frederick Douglass wasn't a big thing. And now I'm like, holy shit, these guys helped change the world, you know, in a positive way, mm-hmm. yeah. even dealing with the oppression. So mm-hmm. that's, I mean, I feel like being able to spread that information as well as, you know, American history, but like really be honest about like, you know, the shit that these guys did, you know, like a lot of these guys were like rapists, you know, pillagers, conquerors, liars, you know, and it didn't, you know, like, that's not what's told to us. Yeah. You know? that's That one is tough for me because it's, there's always a, there's always a tendency, no matter who the person is in history, but there's always a tendency to look on a person of history with, with the lens of today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and don't to judge. And hold them to yeah, today's standards. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, of course, George Washington owned slaves, you know? He was, of, he was of that ilk at that time. Yeah. And that's what you were supposed to do, and that's what that's what he did. That's and, what the history is at that time. Yes. Yeah. So it's the, I don't know how you take that one, but that one, 
I never, I don't know. I never agreed with the the preposition that we should we should uphold today's standards onto people of the past. Yeah, true. I mean, true. honestly, once you get into that line of thinking, basically everyone yeah. who existed, or sorry, everyone who was born more than. I guess 40, years 50 years ago <laughs> was a horrible person because well, either they're <laughs> yes. sexist somehow, they're racist somehow, they buy into some sort of thing that goes against our current cultural norms. I mean, culture evolves and yeah, you know, yeah, ideally improves yeah. and that's part of it. But I mean, it's not that I disagree yeah. necessarily saying that not it here. isn't good and if they existed today with those standards, obviously that's a different story. Yeah. But, yeah. but Human beings have a desire to view the whole world in black and white and... Mm-hmm. You know, see the world through good guys and bad guys and, and you know, simplify things, put labels on things because that's just how human beings are. Yeah. But, you know, you're never going to have an, a, an accurate view of reality if you have to compartmentalize everything into good, bad. You know, it's sure. like sure. nothing works that way. Yeah. Yeah. And you can make your judgments on things by all means. But, like, everybody's going to have shades of gray. Like, you know, World War Two, Nazis bad. America good. Guess what? America still killed civilians in World War II. America yeah, bad? Surrendering, surrendering soldiers and all <laughs> yeah. that stuff. Like, I was yeah. just watching a YouTube video the other day. There was this uh, 107-year-old uh, World War II veteran, and uh, it was filmed in 2003, and he was born in 1895. Wow. Uh, and uh, he was telling the story about how he was sitting on a beach, uh, and the guy next to him literally just got shot in the head and dropped. And then so he took cover, and there's a sniper in the area. So eventually they found the sniper, and they just they just shot him while he was in the tree, and he just <laughs> fell out of the tree dead. <laughs> wow! Like they didn't take time to like to, to have him ask him to surrender. They didn't take you know, and that because that was kind of what you do to snipers back then. Yeah, that's yeah. what exactly because <laughs> in that context, in the middle of World War II, at that time, that was how you dealt with that problem. Yeah, and you know it's today you know i'm sure if that happened it would be a different story uh maybe, maybe not, eh, maybe not. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. yeah well they may they'd just call an aerial yeah. strike yeah <laughs> same thing tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but i think the lesson i think the, the takeaway is like you, if you're trying to view history as through like good and bad like mm-hmm. you're not going to actually learn history because history is just it's forces it's power plays it's you know you got to kind of step back and like into like the omnipresent universal lens when like we're mm-hmm. looking at history of just like here's creatures on this planet interacting here's the forces at play that lead to these results yeah and you can see that you know i was reading up on the presidents the other day this is such a nerdy jake thing but like i was reading up on the presidents and uh i was reading the white house's official like description of who ulysses s grant was (laughs) and um it was like basically like "Eh, he he was okay but he wasn't that good it's basically the synopsis that it gave. And I was like, wow, they really are honest about these old guys. You know, they wouldn't say that about, like, Clinton. It's, like, too new, you know? Too yeah. new. That one's a lot more political. Yeah. It's weird how time does that, huh? Yeah. It makes it, like, okay to, like, step back and look at things. Yeah, not the best one. Yeah. <laughs> Forgettable president. That was the, that was the, that was the synopsis. Hey, and he made the 50. He made the $50 bill. And he did turn the Union Army around during the Civil War. They, those guys were fucked by the way like the confederates actually it's kind of to talk about a relevant issue here like the confederate army almost won the war like two or three times mm. and it would have been over and, and and everything fell apart after gettysburg but basically 
uh, Grant was the guy that cracked the Confederacy in half because they were trying to capture Vicksburg, Mississippi, mm-hmm. and and they like just could not get to it. It was like they'd go through swamps and they'd go th- and they tried to cut trails and they tried to come this way and they tried to come around this way and they like and eventually they broke through this one area and then they just sat outside of it for like twenty weeks mm-hmm. until they gave up. Wow. And wow. yeah. And and then after that, like the Confederacy was split in half, and then everything just kind of, like the Union Army at that point had become so efficient, and the the war machine of like the Northern Enterprise had become so good at just creating soldiers that they just had so many, and they just and then then they at that point they just pick like, you know, and and they just pick points in the South, and they'd be like, eh, let's get rid of that one, let's get rid of that town, let's get rid of that town, and they just kept doing that until. The whole thing shrunk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, where's the balance between being colorblind and looking at people for entirely for their skill set or their character? And where's the balance for acknowledging someone's ethnicity, someone's background, uh, their upbringing? Things that are outside of who that person is right in that moment. Because, you know, you have you have that at play people you know saying like you need to hire for diversity okay so do you hire for diversity or do you hire for character do you hire for both but there's a balance uh you know there's a there's a post on like i hate hate that i hate i don't personally like hire for diversity i did a director's program at sony and it was diverse director's program women and you know other ethnicities and i feel like that puts a target on your back you know, it, it labels, it's a label on top of it's a like label. like you're a director, but you're a diverse director. Yeah, and I'm like... <laughs> it's like, what? what? You Would know, you have like, ever made it if you weren't the right color, you know? I mean, sure, I haven't made it. I haven't directed any television, so... <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's just like, I appreciate the sentiment, you know, um, but I feel like if we are going to progress forward as a human race, uh, you know, first step acknowledging yo there's really messed up stuff like let's bring this history to light for everyone to know you know um of course there are gonna be people that are very upset about it however you know being empathetic and standing in solidarity saying you know like today like yo this shit will no longer fly that's great that way we take the labels off and then you just hire to hire you know like hire to hire like yo you got dope skills you're dope come on board let's make this happen you know um that's how i would hire you know i feel like that's yeah, how, that's sure. how, that's we, how we do hired. it yeah we yeah. literally the last hiring process we received a thousand applications with just names and links to edit, possible submissions but people could still say well if you look at the names you won't hire the foreign sounding ones mm. uh, no i mean i i didn't th- i i mean yeah. Yeah. christian what's your middle name Koala E ninety ninety. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. Is that Hawaiian? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Here, you should say it to a microphone so we can hear you. <laughs> there you go. Whoa. What does that mean? Uh, sweet is music of a gentle voice, yet a brave and fierce chiefly warrior. That's a really cool name. That's pretty That's sweet. That's tight. Yeah. So, anyways, and they fit all that into a language with less less letters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyways, we don't look at names <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, yeah. yeah, it don't matter. No, I think is I think is dope. You know, 
being here and uh, you know like i really appreciate you know us working on that video and you know at least having a point of view you know to just start the conversation you yeah. know i feel like you know a lot of the comments you know people have like different views on it but it's interesting to see people actually talking about stuff that we wouldn't normally just see people like you know point the finger at or either be extremely racist or just completely like i don't give a shit about this yeah. but now they're like actually engaging in conversation you can see it in comments like people have opposing views people have agreeing views people are like wow i never looked at it that way it's great you to know? see people yeah. making an effort to have like rational respectful conversations yeah. you know that's how you learn yeah. yeah i mean everybody's so eager to just like once again either to use it as your identity so therefore you're gonna get personally invested in anything that disagrees with you and it's an emotional thing mm -hmm. or you're just looking to like rile people up so you're just gonna start calling people names and like you get so little actual discourse of people talking to someone else who disagrees in a respectful way yeah. like well, it's yeah and also i mean it's I so hard to find that these days i was happy to see it in the comments i'm glad section. you guys went the direction you did with that piece because it's the moment you start either doing uh like finger pointing or you start basically telling people the opinions they should have or mm -hmm. telling them what to do that's where you start to i think really enter a, a pretty risky territory that i think you know we've this is why we avoid doing these types of videos generally what's why we avoid politics and politics in general because well, I think first off, there's plenty of political YouTube channels, and mm -hmm. if people want to watch political channels, go watch a channel where people dedicate their lives to researching and studying and talking about their opinion. There's more suitable people yeah. for that. Um, and ultimately, when, and when especially when you hit a week or two where you can't get a break from it, so to speak, uh, <laughs> like not to say you're sick of it or whatever. The point is, you know, like it's good to have something else there if you're like. I would like to hear or see something that is not getting me like emotionally angry and worked up and what whatever you know what I mean yeah. like it's right. it's yeah there's there's a lot of that stuff out there and I think it's uh, as far as like how I've kind of begun to perceive what I do and what we do here I feel like uh, you know, over the last few years it feels like it's good to get political stamps it's like oh yeah do this this is wrong this person's wrong but then it's like wait a second like there is a, there is a role to just try and be neutral in a way and entertain people and not necessarily push an agenda at well, times and so I I feel like it's a good it's a good guiding line to do that and then coming back to the video I think it it it's a it it does a good job at saying hey this is why people feel the way they do right now and it's and it's true it's a it's very objective and doesn't necessarily need to get into and here's what you need to do differently yeah. specifically here's here's the specific you know it's like it's it is just the thought process right now I think. Yeah. and that that's well the, that's the like what you're yeah. saying Wes, with the, like you know the knowledge so to speak and the knowledge is learned so to speak and in, in everyone's individual way so yeah. The, yeah the danger with the danger with um identity politics as in taking on political viewpoints as part of your identity is that your viewpoints can change and they do change <laughs> that's the that's the thing that they don't tell you for everybody who's 17 listening to this like your views will change yeah they will 
You will learn things about life. You will go through experiences. And whether or not you want to believe it, life will force you to recognize reality for what it is. Yeah. And that will ultimately help forge and form your actual opinions about things. And I think the most important thing tacking onto that is that your views will be learned over time and that you can never really sink yourself into something that is so absolute. Don't get me wrong. There are absolute truths out there. There's a few of them, you know, mm -hmm. there's a couple, but beyond that, like with the way that say you want to, you want to dig your heels into like, no, this is the exact problem and it needs to be dealt with in this exact way. And anything less than this is a complete failure. When you get, when you find yourself getting to that point, you know, you might want to say, hey, maybe there's something else I can learn here. It's hard when you're on that train of being like, it's just this. Yeah. It's hard to slow down. So you have to be able to say, surround yourself with people that are going to challenge you, people that are going to help you become better, you know, or yeah. like see different viewpoints. And that's, well, that's the thing about, you know, think about who your friends are. And this is something that my parents always said. And I was like, what your parents <laughs> <laughs> needs them, um, you know, but it's true. Like you, you, the people that you're around, ultimately you, you absorb all this information and culture from them. And, and eventually that you, you take on some of that. Um, and so, I mean, that's as old as the Bible though. That's like the old thing. And it's be careful of who you're around because you become that person or, you know, it's the yeah. same as guilty by association, which ironically is part of this whole problem. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, I would love to see, uh, people encourage and celebrate, uh, other people who change their opinions upon looking at new information more like mm. changing your opinion is such like such a thing to be looked down upon right now like oh a politician changed your stance on this what a liar right. what yeah. a what yeah. a fucking loser he used to yeah. say this yeah, yeah. Say yeah. This. it's just the like, it's like heavens forbid chastise. you look at information heavens forbid you have a conversation and change your mind yeah. after a conversation or research or you data. fucking spineless yeah. piece of shit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, this uh we're gonna have to mark this one as explicit sorry guys. i think i think sam for you bro like you know, I appreciate you saying, I don't know what to say and I don't want to just retweet. I think because you're such an intellectual person, say how you really feel. Like, why not? You know, like, the only people are only going to tell you how they feel at the end of the day. But, like, at least you were honest about it at the end of the day. Like, yeah. yo, like, boom, this is how I feel. This is my stance. You know, I don't, you know, whatever it may be, at least you've told your truth and no one can take your truth away from you yeah so. as it as it exists until you learn more things and change your opinion or don't maybe it'll help solidify that's the thing is sometimes sometimes more information like is like oh well now i know more about this and that confirms what i thought yeah but that's also something that you don't want to just do neil degrasse tyson on Masterclass has had a phrase and he said basically uh just google searching the answer to all the all the answers that you want to know <laughs> is the most like destructive way to obtain knowledge because all it does is give you back information that you're looking for it doesn't it's not like it doesn't test it against an absolute truth mm. like it t like you can test a, a scientific problem against its physical properties or against mathematics yeah you know where it's like well it doesn't matter if you don't believe that the universe is 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 here it doesn't matter if you don't believe that the earth is round it is mm. so because there it is 
Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to talk about, uh, you know, as you see a lot of YouTube channels do, for lack of a better term, like hit pieces, you know, like this guy, I learned about this guy. Look how much of an asshole this guy is. Or, you know, look how yeah. messed mm-hmm. up these people are. Look how wrong this that was. A whole, yeah. that, that became a whole genre on Can- YouTube. Cancel culture. Still is. Still yeah. is. And, you know, this is informed, I think, you know, how Corridor approaches politics in our videos. As you can see, we tend to avoid politics. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not to say we don't avoid human issues. Yeah. I mean, a part of storytelling is human, the human experience. Right. Yeah. We're, we're always down to talk about human issues, human experiences, etc. But we don't get into the politics. We don't start saying which party yeah. can support this or what, you know. You guys are very educational. Yeah. You know, like you come, you come to Corridor to be entertained and educated, I think. And I feel like anytime I walk away from a Corridor video, I feel smarter. You know, I feel I feel smarter. Did you I watch Fart Attack yet? <laughs> <laughs> I did not see Fart Attack. You feel too smart. Bring it back down. There's a, a Fart Attack video. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many videos. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, Fart Attack sounds amazing. Um, but no, like honestly, like the stories are always well rounded. They always bring you back. You know, at the end of the day, and I think that's one thing that this channel does well. So when we in making this video. That's one of the things I was always at the forefront of my mind. Like, all right, how does how do Sam and Nico normally introduce videos? How does Ren introduce a video? Like, I wanted that same feeling, you know, especially if I'm going to be on the platform with you guys. And um, that, you know, I feel like that it came across like when I look at the other videos, I'm like, okay, this feels and, and flows like, you know, the channel is. It doesn't feel forced, you know, it doesn't feel like, yeah. I'm trying to tell you what to do. But, like, yeah. it makes you think at the end of the day, like, okay. I like that it had yeah. a, a personal experience that we talked about. Yeah. You know, where it's like, so we were trying to figure this out, and we sat down, and we had a conversation for five so hours. So that just happened because we had it another example. Literally, and I know. It happened literally yeah, that day. We had multiple we examples. <laughs> like, like, what the fuck? That day it happened, and I was like, what? Yeah, that's you know? so weird. It was, I mean, he was going off, too, and I, I couldn't get my phone out fast enough because I was like, I was on my one wheel. I was like, what? And he is losing it. Granted, we left out the part that the dude was homeless, you know. Yeah. And um, I'm. I that think it was clear from the footage, though. Okay, yeah, but yeah, pretty clear. Like, the guy was living. Yeah, in I wouldn't. But the thing is, it's like there's two halves to that. I think yeah. right now, where because my first reaction when I saw that clip was like, "Oh, he's a crazy homeless guy. He's probably he could say anything actually, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't be surprised with it." Yeah. You know, but it's also, I think, still the underlying point of. He's still turning to it's racist still, terminology. It's, it's really, it, it, you know, it just shows, it proves the existence. Yeah, so it's the yeah. manifestation of yeah. it, like yeah. you said in the actual video. It's, 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 a, it's, it's a weaponized word in order to, you know, keep black people down. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that's, that's what it is. It's, it's just weaponized verbiage. And he has enough sense to pull that from wherever he was prior to being homeless, you know, right. to use it against me. Right. You know, and that's the part where it's just like, yo, like, let's just... Let's eliminate shit like that. You know, that shit is, that shit is yeah. whack. You that know, shit is actually, done. This is the one of the most fascinating topics that I think exists in, in like English culture or like, like speaking culture, the concept of one word that is weaponized and is like, so can, can be so powerful because mm-hmm. yeah. you can't because like, you can't get rid of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, what the what the hell do you do? Because like, 
like yeah like i agree you don't like it's not in my language i don't say it I, i've never even like i'm I, like at most it's like the most you can joke about it is like just making the sound of the letter n you know what i mean <laughs> but you can't even go past that you know what i mean it's like it's so toxic that like it's, it's crazy like it's how crazy, that, that so shit is so how, like how, yeah. do you, how do you deal with that other than simply say don't say it because like you're not uh, do you just hope that in 200 years the words kind of like in a like oh here's a history of well, english no, i mean it's cultural like if like it, it, when language when we, and then you're like oh a funny old word they used to use you know what i mean <laughs> and you're like or like the same way you research any Here, language like a... did you know the word blah blah blah, blah means you know horse fucker in <laughs> in uh, in celtic you know what i mean is it is, can is, does it turn into like that scallywag i don't a, think so scallywag i think, or, I think like you know I mean? for, for black people it's a tournament of endearment you know that we've embraced as a culture but anybody else saying it it is i mean it it just makes it triggers you well, know what i mean the, it yeah, triggers that's the it. Joke yeah, I know. That, that's the joke in like white culture is like when somebody uses like a, a slang term for an irish like if two irish people use a slang term towards each other mm-hmm. the and the joke is always like hey you can't say that that's our word because, <laughs> you know it's like a take on that yeah um but there's also it's cultural like i mean i guess that in, that's in, in the different... thing there is that like subculture acceptance acceptance of phrases like that that do exist and so yeah. maybe, but I mean, maybe that's always it's going just, to it's, exist. It's American culture, you know, like it's, it's just, it's a bad time in history, you know, and it was never, it was not conjured up ever as endearment. It was enslavement. Yeah. It was, right, you're less it than, yeah. yeah. It, meant, it meant you have black skin and you're a slave. That's, that's what it meant. Yeah. Well, another like thing that gets mixed up in all this too is like, this is like the quintessential thing you discover as a teenager is that words have power. You know, it's like, oh, yes, you can just this drop this a, word yeah. and see people get pissed off. Right. right. It's like, whoa, cool. It's like, yeah, words have power. It's like, that's just part of the human experience. And like, it's something you discover that you can just say a word and get all these different reactions out of it. And it's like, you know, the same thing as banging pots and pans together so as a baby that, and seeing that's your parents something like, smile that, um, I didn't take seriously when I was younger. Like, you know, like you, you'd be like, oh, you could say it, like say anything. Yeah. yeah. And then, but Jordan Peterson actually has a lot of great breakdowns on like why, where words come from, how words, words aren't just actually words. It's not like you're just. It's not just a sound. Yeah. It's not just a <laughs> sound. You're literally taking thoughts in your head, manifesting them into an audible tone that actually has a physicality to it. And then ideally the the hope is that you're speaking truth and you're speaking honesty and you're doing so with goodness and then you are literally then going out and creating that around you and so it's not just like that's become things exactly you're not just like and then there's the whole physiological response of like when you say like fuck yeah you know Mm -hmm. like i know there's there's that whole element of language where by saying those words like it can literally change your emotions like in your, your your not not from like a tonal sense but like interior like, like yeah. there's like like what is it like there's weird like like uh like either like stress relieving properties yeah the stress relieving pro- if you're pissed and, off and, and you say and it, like, saying you get curse words like that like small little bursts of dopamine yeah yeah you get like yeah there's like a it's a whole it's a whole interior thing that goes yeah. on well, it's too. the same like, thing with like pictures it's like well those are just a bunch of dots on a page those are just colored lights on a screen 
It's like, no, but, that's a guy who got ran over by a train. Yeah. <laughs> I do not want to look at that. Yeah. 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 Well, those are just pixels, man. It's yeah. like, well, no, they represent something. Yeah. It's like manage, yeah, managing your energy is huge and yeah. managing, you know, what you say is is big because, like, as soon as you say it, you've spoken into existence and that that can affect you, 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 and you, and me. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I've been spending a lot of time in my mind and really like concentrating on just, all right, what is the, what is the thoughts that I want to produce into life? You know, so managing my energy, managing the words I say, managing my thoughts, mm-hmm. you know, positive versus negative, like this subject, it's a hurtful subject, but how can I transform that into an educational feeling, you mm-hmm. know? So that's where I'm spending a lot of my my energy and my mind energy at, yeah. you know, because I think about, all right, how's this going to create, how's this going to affect the universe around me, you know? Yeah. So. Hmm. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's crazy to think about, like, sometimes it's too much for me, you know? Sometimes so, I have uh, to just, like, step back and, and like, turn try to turn my mind off because if I like you know if i focus on it too much then sometimes i feel like i'm not as good as just like being myself yeah you You get you can get lost and at first at first i was very angry i was so upset and i was just like i feel i felt betrayed i felt lied to i felt like you know like it was kind of a confirmation for just kind of like how i feel as a black person in general and um I had to reel it back in, you know, I had my mom come, she's like, yo, like, what is going on? My brother hit me up and I was just like, you know, I, I took a deep dive into being angry and that is part of it. You know, you should be angry, but like how that doesn't help anything, you know, being angry, being upset and pointing the finger because I can't change the past and neither can anyone else. But what we can change is how we move together as a culture you know, and like, all right, how can I redirect my energy into like contributing to that? Because when I have kids, I want them to be able to play with you guys' kids or look up, you, well, all you guys have kids that are going to be older than my kids, but like at least <laughs> look up to them, you know. You got to um, have one soon. I yeah, got I another know. one on the way. You'll they'll be the same age. It's, I need to. <laughs> I'm on the train. <laughs> oh, who's watching the video, Wes? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I. I would love for this moment in time to be the time that affects that. You know, that's why I think like it's a, I personally feel like it's my responsibility to be like, all right, I've got to contribute to this. I don't want, I don't, I'm not looking for credit or anything like that. It's just like, I just would never want anyone to feel like how I felt growing up. You know, there, as a black kid, there's a lot of unwritten rules on how to operate in society, you know, like, yes, sir, no, sir walk with your ID with you on all, all the time if a cop comes up to you hands in the clear so they don't see you're doing anything crazy um, I mean so many I can go on just about rules that have been passed down and you don't exactly know why but you know why you know so it, it's 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 hard as a black man in this industry in this world to walk around and not be automatically vilified not seem like you're a threat to someone um and that's that's the media you know that's you know history 
you know, and that's things that have been passed down. So like, it's time for all of us to change that narrative. You have a black friend. Do I seem like a threat? You know, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I want Wait. to, yeah, you know. Definitely on yeah. Smash Bros. I'm oh, th- I'm a threat in Smash Bros. I swear. <laughs> I've been working hard to brush up my skills. Um, but, uh, yeah, man. Like, it's, you know. So, I, I got a question for you, Wes. Like, yeah. So, you know, as a content creator, as a, a media guy, you know, you you weren't necessarily your content wasn't necessarily necessarily centered around, uh, you know, cultural movements and you know, uh, community organization and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So suddenly, you know, all the George Floyd protests hit and the Black Lives Matters, uh, Black Lives Matter protests hit and all that kind of stuff. And did you suddenly feel like there's a pressure on you to suddenly have to be a spokesman for African American people and a person who can put out statements and, you know, like. Suddenly do the spotlight's I, on do you. Do I feel because... pressure? Yeah, I don't feel the pressure. I feel a responsibility. Mm-hmm. I don't think all my content will be directed towards that, but my content will be consciously, I'll be consciously aware of the reading the room. You know? Like, yeah. I have to be able to read the room. I'm not going to force it down people's throat, but, you know, if I'm a content creator and I'm a creative person, how can I just be creative and do it without doing it? You know, mm-hmm. like that's that's what I think my contribution is outwardly. Internally, I'm trying to learn everything I can about the subject so I can just, I guess, like inform myself just because, you know, as a human person that wants to be intellectual, I guess just healthy to know you know yeah 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 and you know like your your content is naturally a reflection of of who you are and what you learn and the things that you want to give back um so it's good yeah and what was that film you said to look at uh it was the john oliver piece john oliver yeah check that out uh yeah the most recent last week tonight um it was it's a half hour mm-hmm. and he very uh i'm not the biggest fan of john oliver I, say, I'm, I really don't like john oliver at all is this worth watching yes so mm-hmm. see this is the thing is because he he had that whole thing about forgiving student loan debt and i was like i paid my student loans they shouldn't forgive student loan debt <laughs> you know because um, that's you know also the fact that it could destroy the credit system but that's another subject <laughs> um so i i was like kind of skeptical but man like very very concisely and and clearly breaks it down gets into what is going on with how um police unions have effectively uh i guess protected to a degree that is so extreme um officers that you get these types of cases now um and why that is and then also acknowledging the the actual pressures that have been put on police because of the breakdown of other... Can I tell a story about that? Wait, hold on. Okay. Yeah. The, because of the breakdown of other previously existent social safety nets. Like, now all of a sudden, you know, like, police are supposed to solve X, Y, and Z. Not just, like, deal with a criminal, but now also you're supposed to do this and you're supposed to do that. Well, at the same time, like the the strength of the unionization against the city to be like 
doesn't matter what that officer did, you know, they're going to, they're going to stay. And, yeah. and, and those two things like colliding together, yeah. um, creating this, these, these issues, um, these not issues, these, these murders, these deaths. Speaking, speaking about the police having to handle everything. So there is this woman that moved into uh, unit one of this building a couple of years ago. And one day she ended up having like a full on like schizophrenic breakdown. I don't remember what the particular disorder was. Mm-hmm. Yes. Whoa. There's still writing on the wall. It says Aaron is a prophet of the nations from her. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so she, she just has a full on breakdown. She's, I mean, she's fine. She's not violent or anything like that, but she's like loopy. She's like starting to like paint the hallway. She's like, she's very much out of control. Not like she can't take care of herself. Um, so me and Brett Driver uh, happened to be around, and we're like, uh, we talked to her. We end up getting, like, her sister's number. We call her, and she's like, we tried everything. I'm not – don't call me again. I'm not helping her. And we actually had her mom's number, too. We called her mom. She's like, yep, we tried to help her, and she won't take anything we do, so she's on her own. And we're like, well, shit, you yeah. guys are – yeah. like, I get it, but you guys are still kind of being shit family yeah. members but okay whatever so brett and i are trying to figure out we're talking to her like you know trying to keep things safe and like we're like well i guess we should call the police there's no one else to call call the police i guess and so the police come and they're like hey you know she's having a, an episode like she's not safe here like we can't leave her here like she she will probably burn the place down or something you know like she, right yeah like she's already demonstrating that <laughs> like yeah. she's destroying property she's going nuts and like you can't just leave her there because like yeah and so like there's no no one else to come through and like police are like well she's not breaking any laws and we're like really and they're like yeah hold on all right let's have a little interview I pull out my note and the police and the guy's talked to a cop she pulls the notebook and she's like starts going she's like has she uh, done any physical threats towards you I'm like no she's like <clears throat> has she made you fear for your safety wink wink and I'm like yes she has officer and she's like good. And you think she might be dangerous to herself and others? Wink, wink. Like, yes, she has. I was like, I had to go through these hoops just to get the cops to be able to mm-hmm. put her into the cop car and take her to another place where she's just not on the street running wild. Potentially yeah. a danger to Hurting herself, herself and, others. and others. Yeah. Yeah. And like, so I had to like, you know, you have to like, the cops can't just do it because they, you know. Right. And now, yeah. yeah there's no one else to do it. Like, you got to yeah, put them into the legal system. That's they're supposed to be here for, you know, like, yeah. like we said in the video, there's a social contract. If I do something wrong, right. you do something wrong, we'd be punished for it. That's how that John Oliver video ends. Yeah. It's a woman I mean, and it's a woman and it's a video of her. And she, I think she says, L- LA, I mean, but we need like other services than just police to fix everything. Right. Yeah. And like, you know, now you have to put her into a legal system that's not suited for supporting her because it's the only option that's there. And it's just such a bad fit. Yeah. And you can feel it. No, I know. Yeah. The, the, well, I was. This is, again. Uh, they used to they used to take people like that and put them in like work to live houses. Mm-hmm. Um, now, obviously, those had all kinds of issues, um, but that was that was how, and and obviously there was a lot less of it. There was less population. There was you know a lot more other sort of safety nets and people. You know, the, the world was obviously harsher, too, back in the day. Like, you, you'd just die. Um, I don't know what the right answer is there, but um, I've always thought that, and I've been doing some, like, research on this, and I don't know if this is the right answer, but, like, 
if there were some if there was some type of system that was not jail and it wasn't like you know hey just live here and if we if you want our help we'll give it to you something that's completely voluntary but something that's like somewhere in the middle you know like it's it's like you 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 you're I don't know if this person was homeless or whatnot. I don't know if they were. If they just had no, an she was living in unit one. Okay, so she had just had an episode. She had a but, breakdown. Yeah, but she like she literally just let her dog go into the street. It's like right. bye. So that so, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, but yeah. so it's just you know, yeah. you, you, a series of those breakdowns could lead to homelessness. Yeah, oh yeah. It sucks because you know at the end of the day, we have to be able to trust each other. Yeah, and you know, there just needs to be like people have to have a, a moral compass, and you can't look at. You can't. I can't look at you and just assume you have a, a good moral compass. You know, I. You yeah. can only do so much of a background check. You know, so we're in a very difficult position as a society. Yeah. You know. Well, yeah, especially with like living in major cities like this too. It's like there's so many people, and come from all over the world. I can it's, imagine cops yeah. being stressed out. Like I can imagine, you know, the amount of responsibility that they have, but. You know, just like not, martial arts and meditation, murder. there's no excuse. <laughs> right. Like it, like the best example I could think of, which I heard the other day, is like if someone works at Starbucks and the customer's upset, you do everything you can to make that customer not upset. Or you could be like, "Fuck you," and get fired. <laughs> right. You know what yeah. I mean? Right? Because you, you'd get fired. You'd get fired. Yeah. And the cops, they're literally fucking people up. Right. You know, like straight up. Yeah. And nobody is holding them accountable like that. It's like you teach your kids. If you have something to say to me, talk to me. Don't hit your brother and sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's that to me. It's that simple, right there. And like that is like something, you know, is not wired correctly in order for them to feel like, you know, batoning a protester with no weapons. Or sh- I seen I seen a cop today shoot a stun grenade into this woman's chest. And she was just peacefully protesting. She was. Or? She had her hands up and was like, yeah. "Hey, you know, we're we're here, you know, peaceful protest." Poof. Yeah, because there is he's probably super stressed out and a fucking asshole put together. <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah. So. I yeah. think um, in but terms of the, films, that and then also the, I think, what you get into this is uh, the deeper politics thing, but I'm mm-hmm. not going to get too far into it. But I feel like there, there needs. To, the better balance of accountability for law enforcement seems like it's a major issue right now in the sense of like, yes, you, I understand we need people to be bad in the sense of we need cops to be able to like kick the shit out of someone and shoot people. Like there's a role yeah, for that in our society. Yeah. And some people are going to not see the full side of certain stories when it comes to what police have to do and they'll get angry at them and it. It'll probably, it can be unjustified. Sometimes you, you don't know the whole story. I saw a 10-second clip of some guy on Twitter getting beat up. Turns out he robbed the place. Turns out he already punched a cop. Turns out he's already, like, you know, fighting people. And yeah. we didn't see that. We only saw the part where he, the pop, cop punches. You know, so there, there's, there's a that lot whole, of, yeah, there's a lot of there's mixed that signals. whole element. But at the same time, it just seems like for every time I see that, I also still see one of those classic, this guy did not deserve whatever yeah, girl sitting them. on the ground, hands on her head, and the cop just comes up and yeah. maces her, and kicks her. It's like, her, well, yeah, it's like, yeah. Well, and you yeah. see that, and then you're like, well, okay, and that cop is just going to disappear back into the line of riot police, or even still, right. 
going to go even even if it's not a riot situation they're going to go back to the department and get reprimanded real quick slap on the hand yeah, and then something like back that. out there and again it's kind of like right. well you know you still did this to another person and it wasn't justified so like you need to be accountable yeah at, at eventually like, maybe you make a mistake or two and yeah. i get mistakes can come with the job but that's why they pass the whole qualified immunity law certain people make honest mistakes and that happens but then what happens when you make two honest mistakes right. and then three or honest three mistakes? It's four. like you're, yeah. you're, you're a terrible, then yeah. you're a terrible like police officer. Yeah, you're a terrible police officer. <laughs> and, but the problem right. is that, unfortunately, there's no there's no balance of accountability. It's a, it's a, it's a there's, gang, there's no, there's no line. There's no line. And right. so and I feel like that's the, main, that's the main thing right now, which is like, yes, we need police in our society. Yes, we also need to find a way to balance out this accountability so that yeah. way there's not the reckless... Yeah. Like cavalier attitude of police officers who yeah, can't, I saw know, a video like, of a guy yeah. who's smoking a cigarette at a bus stop in San Diego, which is illegal or something, you know, right. and the cops just like, you know, basically beat him up. And it's like, he's it's like, fuck that law. Make smoking <laughs> legal again. I don't give a shit. Don't beat yeah. him up. Like, you know, it's like, yeah. Yeah. it's like you're going to use that power for this situation. And, and, and it's that kind of accountability of like, come on, like, there's also the discussion though of like, like yeah. you know yeah don't have a fucking hard on for arresting people guys like you're they supposed have to, meet to protect a quota us too, and serve us know? like it's this i mean the system is just so it's so trash arrest um, imagine if firefighters so. had a quota i think there is and every once in a while your house would just get hosed I know. I know. I think yeah i was watching um firefighters had to start the... fires once in a while to meet the quota <laughs> <laughs> i was watching netflix's uh the 13th Mm-hmm. where he just kind of goes through the 13th Amendment and, you know, jail reform. And the cops actually admit, like, certain months, you know, we have to meet a certain amount of quota, a certain amount of, of these, a certain amount of these in order for something. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't remember what the, the rest of the sentence was. But, I mean, but that's the thing. Like, the law enforcement quotas, like, need to be for internal review only. They had right. nothing and zero relationship With the to what the cops people. experience on duty. Yeah. Like yeah. that, there's there's a there's a fundamental disconnect. There's no such thing as speeding ticket quotas. There's no such thing as arrest quotas. Right. All they're supposed to do is monitor and and interact with people right. when they're needed. And like like th- this is the kind of like I feel like when we see the Minneapolis Police Department get disbanded, everyone's like, "You're crazy, no police." And it's like, well, if the police union prevents reform like this from happening. It's basically what we're seeing is hostile takeovers of I'm police kinda, departments. I'm in that excited way. to see what happens in Minneapolis. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. that's. I feel like we're the, in those positions where it's like, it's not like they're not gonna actually. It's not like the police as a concept are disbanded. Yeah. All they're doing is basically saying, "All right, union, you're preventing us from getting like any sort of reform, so we're disbanded. No more police. Cool. So that means we don't need a union. Contracts gone. Yeah. Reform mm-hmm. it on the city's terms with some reforms, right. and then." proceed as usual right. it's not like and of course the of course like you know i find myself mostly on the the, the the like middle conservative road most of the time but the republicans have taken advantage of that to be like look what they're doing they're defunding the cops and it's like why why do you have to just point yeah. fingers and like st- and just like say that because See, but that's without without like without like yeah. taking a moment and saying like okay what does this mean? Exactly. Yeah. You know, well, this like, is what, what does what, this really mean? And this right. is kind of what I think we were talking about earlier with the whole how you discuss politics in this video mm-hmm. you guys made. And, like, that issue of, like, wait a second, you can't defund the police. It's like, well, hold on. Now, we're already we're arguing, like, symptoms at this point, you know, so to speak, yeah. rather than, like, what is the fundamental concept that we're discussing here? You know, it's, it's not the funding levels of police officers isn't – I mean, 
it may have direct correlations on things, but like, what are we trying to accomplish here? You know, and like maybe maybe the defunding is reactionary in certain extents. Yeah, if you want police officers to have more training, which people all also are asking for, defunding yeah. works against it. You know, we also we also see also sorts of symptomatic issues here. People talking about gun control like crazy three months ago, and now there's a spike in even left-leaning people right. purchasing firearms. <laughs> yeah. It's like, do you want cops or not? Or do you want the second... Wait, hold on. Were guns banned? Or do you want cops banned? Yeah. Or like yeah. both? Or like, hold on. Yeah. Like, you right. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. All these symptomatic concepts and specific action points, quote-unquote, are conflicting with each other. And so the moment you start taking these hard stances on <laughs> these action points, it's yeah. like, if you're... Okay, like... Everyone made fun of the corporate commercials with COVID-19 a month ago. <laughs> yeah. Now corporate commercials are have a new can message. Oh, we're not going to make fun of that now. It's like, hold on. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's like, here's what we're doing about COVID. And here's what we're doing about Black Lives Matter. It's like, wait, hold on. It's like, you thought it was okay to make fun of it a month ago. Where's your funny montage of <laughs> it's yeah. making fun of com- You know, it's, this all is, these action points start to like We just need a collide. hard reset. It needs a hard reset. And like, it's like, hold on. Are, yeah, are we social distancing still? Put the nuke down, man. Put the nuke down. Are we social distancing still or not? Right. Hold on. Like, is COVID-19 killing more people than the protesters and cops? Okay. Like, oh, shit. I saw a hilarious headline <laughs> yesterday from the LA Times. It said, uh, coronavirus spikes over the weekend. More cases seen than in a month. And I went on the LA County coronavirus number of cases, and it was literally... Yes, there was two dates over the weekend, but the overall trajectory of the chart was like a nice slow down. (laughs) And it's like, but this headline is coronavirus cases spike. And it's like, over what time? Over the last seven days? Sure. But it's still lower than it was then. And there's still a downward trajectory. And that's obviously doesn't recognize like cases go up and down. Yeah. Not to mention you have all the people making fun of the people protesting lockdowns. Now they can't. In, so they make fun of protesters then are we making fun of protesters still you know it's like yeah and it's like you're idiots for breaking quarantine and protesting and it's like okay now repeat that message come on say it and then they can't you know it's like mm-hmm. yeah this is this is this issue i see right now it's like you you, you hop on board with one of these like no it's, issues it's on toxic. too symptomatic it's of totally a level top, toxic. and now yeah like the, the it's, it's i love it in a way though because it's just through the biggest curveball at all these people who I like, just feel like we're you know found they have their identity i'm not based. a conspiracy theorist at all but i just but find fun, it but. funny <laughs> <laughs> I find it very funny i just feel like you know there's someone manipulating us. It's me. I, Sorry, it's me. It's, but continue. It's got, <laughs> thank you, finally, yeah. for admitting it. It's him, guys. I mean, everybody already knows it. <sighs> okay, go, go <laughs> on. Sorry, let's, let's go into this. Uh, let's go into I, this. Wait, it's, I have to go soon. You gotta go. <laughs> come on. Okay. Let's end this with like a mysterious... Oh, yeah. Okay, you're right. Method. I love conspiracy theories. Me uh, too. Can we, who's the man behind this? Do you, do you have more details on this? I'll be honest. Yeah. I'm very confused. And if you can make sense of all this, I will <laughs> be very, very happy. I'll be, yeah. I, I do enjoy the black square conspiracy theory. Like, uh, are you... that, I, there, well, that one right there was, that one got, because um, I found the original person who made it, you know, mm-hmm. and it was supposed to be specifically for like, kind of like the music industry. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, through the game of telephone, it, end up having another message yeah well don't get me wrong it's it totally isn't a conspiracy it's people think going i like this this is a cool way to like say something 
Yeah. Wait, I have no. I don't know what you're talking. Let about. me just throw out the conspiracy. First. Okay. So disclaimer, right. guys. This Ego isn't a real. It. He's really excited. Yeah. This, this isn't is... a real conspiracy. This isn't how things actually work. But everybody was throwing this out there. But, <laughs> but they could. <laughs> <laughs> so when everybody started posting black squares on the Instagram, people were theorizing that maybe this was a tactic being used by a group to actually suppress discussion and to get everybody to be oh, quiet yeah. oh, come about on. it. No, to try it to put out accident. the fire. Well, yeah, obviously people are just like, hey, this is visually striking. It, it's a good symbol. Like, you know, and people latched on to the message because, hey, that's how viral things work. You can't yeah. control what goes viral. Right. Mm-hmm. But there is a theory that, like, you know, everybody blacks their Instagram for a day. Maybe everybody just stops talking about it and it loses some steam. What, what a conspiracy. What? No, no, that's, that's, yeah. a, that's I mean, such that's, a weak conspiracy. That, I mean, no, like, people were saying this that. This is the like, retweet yeah. issue I was talking about earlier. It's like, oh, uh, am I supposed to Sam, post? I don't have strong conspiracies, all right, man? None of them are actually <laughs> strong. They're that's all funny. weak. They're like flat earth bullshit. Like, okay. none of them stand up to scrutiny. <laughs> Sorry, hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> okay. <laughs> don't bad. call me out. Don't uh, call my conspiracies, man. I know they're already weak. The thing, the thing, the thing with that one was, you know, you post a, you were, like, the goal at the end of the day was supposed to be uh we stand in solidarity together so we you know we kind of you know we post this black thing in support of uh black lives matter Mm -hmm. the problem with it was if you hashtag black lives matter it completely disintegrates and destroys anything that was you know making that movement progress forward so they started going around say hey do not hashtag black lives matter hashtag blackout tuesday and so it became confusing, and a lot of people were like, "Why? Why would we do a blackout, and then stop talking about the issues that actually brought things to light for us?" Mm-hmm. You know. So then it just it just became this like, "What are we doing? Are we just following a trend, or are we thinking for ourselves?" And I found myself kind of straddling the line. I was like, "I want to su- support this blackout." But I don't know actually know why I'm doing it. Yeah, you know. I, I like the idea of like yeah. taking a day to like not be about social media or anything like that because you know a lot of people do get caught up in trends and like going to the protests to take a picture of yourself. Oh, yeah. You know, like I totally get the idea of like, hey guys, step away from all the social media bullshit and like do something real. You know. Yeah. And I like the idea of that that blackout being a time to like discuss, reflect, converse, like get off of Instagram and go do something else. I yeah. like that notion behind it, but obviously. It's not a controlled thing. It you know everybody's going to do their own thing with it, mm-hmm. and it can mean a million different things. Uh, just like you know, every person at a protest is an individual with their own goals and thoughts. Like it's not a single union. It's not a single yeah. company. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's what the people that are anti-protests like keep trying to. They keep trying to boil it into like one thing. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah. once again, that's how human beings work. We, right. Like you can't well, see an, anti- a number greater than three. Like when you th- put like marbles on the floor, like I can put one marble, and you can look at it and be like, that's one. I can put two marbles, and be like, that's two. I can put three, and be like, that's three. When I put four, your brain goes two, two, and you recognize it as four. If I put six marbles or eight marbles, you can't just glance and be like, that's eight marbles. Your yeah. brain is like, mm. group, 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 group. Right. So conceptually, oh, as human funny. beings, we yeah. can't. It's like in our <laughs> biology. Yeah. So when we get yeah. like a thousand people, it's like, those aren't a thousand individuals. That's one group of people. That's one thing. It's a mob. You know, it's like, it's not a thousand people with a thousand different stories and a thousand different lives. That's too much to consider. Our brains yeah. don't do it. We don't work <laughs> yeah. that way. Yeah. yeah. That's true. And I, dude, I catch myself doing that. I think if everybody was a little bit more aware of that, of just like lumping people together. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, that's you know, a good one. It'd be a good thing to get away from. Well. Well. Is, is that it? 
Is that it? You had a conspiracy theory you were going to go oh, into. Oh, no. I, my conspiracy theory was coronavirus. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, that's, that's subscribed to hear that one. <laughs> Wait, just like we'll go into in that general. On the next one. In general. <laughs> Maybe we should start a conspiracy theories only podcast. I don't that, think I don't think you guys coronavirus do is a conspiracy theory. You I think, think I think we already talk about conspiracy theories in almost every podcast. You know what? <laughs> I'll tell you. You want, you, want, you want I'll speak my opinion. Yeah, go ahead, speak your right. opinion. Hold on. Let me just I don't like this one. Get ready. I don't, <laughs> I don't like this one. But look. Okay. Look at all the politicians in Washington. Mm-hmm. We have all the Senate, all these Congress people, and look at the age of all the people in charge. Okay, they're yeah. all right in that susceptible, right in that susceptible thing. Yeah, and they have power. Mm-hmm. And COVID nineteen is the boomer remover. Okay. Mm. <laughs> oh, oh my God. So the people. <laughs> I'm just saying. So the people, the people in power shut down the, the people country. in who have the power to shut down the country are doing it for somewhat selfish means because they're not targeting people who are affected by it they're not targeting people who are like susceptible to it in a in a in a in a specific way way. and they're just saying flip the switch lights out because before people latch on to that conspiracy too hard it's still horrible when old people just die from a disease, True. everybody. It's not okay are. for 65 year old people. I'm not yeah, saying it is either. No, I'm not. I know you're not. I'm just saying the old people are like, you're right. Yeah, fuck that. It's like, no, guys, guys, guys. Yeah. It's... I still have parents. <laughs> right. I don't yeah. want them to get it and suffer a horrible fate, right? Yeah. As we all do. Right. Yeah. In words, we, we all know people who, who could be susceptible to this yeah. and we don't want to lose. Um, so It's like if, if we had to tank the economy for a couple of months to save 100,000 lives and all those 100,000 lives happen to be 65 and older, it's still worth doing it. Yeah. You know? At that point, yes. yes. At that point, yes. Um, but a million? <laughs> you, know what? you know what, guys? <laughs> I, I had to say it. I right? want to do this for a podcast. <laughs> I want to value a human life. Oh. <laughs> all right? Not this podcast. I want, and this can be a out there discussion i want to sit down and be like if you were to try to value a human life because you know what there's a minimum wage multiply that by the number of hours a person lives is that the value of a human life next mm. time on the corridor cast <laughs> apparently actually wow. whoa <laughs> wow. damn nico wow all right so all right uh love you guys thanks for listening Don't hate us. We're, this is a free speech yeah. zone yeah guys this a, yeah zone. this is a free speech zone and have a uh, conversation all right and remember like nico said we can always change our opinions Yes. yes. Whenever we want, we can change to them from right needs. to wrong or back <laughs> and back again. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you know, it's, it's your life. We're exploring with each other. Try to. And sometimes, try sometimes, to sometimes you say for the laughs. For the sometimes best. you say for the laughs. Like I kind of yeah. did there a little bit. Just know, know where that, know where that, <laughs> know when we start getting a little edgy. It's usually just for the laughs and the fun. What is? Yeah. yeah. How else do you invent like cool alien stuff? We can stories? preface this on the next one. Okay. All right. Next <laughs> cool. time on Corridor Cast, conspiracy theories, and we value a human life. And we all take a bottle of water that was drank by a COVID-19 patient and all take small sips from it and see who gets symptoms first. Oh, my God. I will not be doing that. A few films to check out for any listeners out there that want to do more research on the subject. Um, I highly suggest The 13th, Melanin Code, Hebrews to Negroes, and um, Hebrews to Negroes. Yeah, that was a really good one. And the last one that I watched was I think it's called Hidden Secrets by Tariq Nasheed. So like just to kind of give you context of history and also black history. Is it too old to like throw an American history X into that list? No. I think 
No. It's a good dramatic expose I think of, a great of how uh, white young men can get sucked into that life. It's a good changing yeah. your, uh, the process of changing your mind story. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, very much so. Yeah. You know, I'll even throw one out there. Uh, what is it? I listened to a podcast, uh, the Joe Rogan podcast with uh, Daryl Davis. Mm. Really, really, really good. Really cool. Jazz musician who converted like 200 Ku Klux Klan members. Nice. Took their robes. <laughs> good for him. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. Really good, really good story. Nice. Well, guys, I love you guys. Um, you too, buddy. It's dope working here with you guys, and um, I appreciate you guys being empathetic to addressing the elephant in the room. You bet, man. Likewise, I, I appreciate the, you. Uh, that's it. Really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us and not grow impatient with discussions on it, and yeah, and just share thoughts and viewpoints. Yeah, it's very valuable. Agreed. All right. All right. Cool. Well, see you in the next podcast, everybody.